Bam! Is this Raz? Yes. Saras. Raz? The first 52. Saras. Raz? Live Tuesday nights. Saras. Raz? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. The first 52. Angry white guy radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry White Guy Radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Up styles to put your lights out. Create legends, resident evil. Bring the cage down. Most wanted back in the corner. I'll let my rage out. We're backstage, we put them through tables and leave them laid out. Pay back, here comes the stretcher. You should have stayed down. I'm a gladiator. Fist to gold to platinum. You panic every time I hit the ring of savage. The cannibal, you locked up in the cage with the animal. Break your Adam's apple, punch a hole in your abdomen. No holes barred like the beat when it dumps hard. My phones fold hard, send them back to the junkyard. The belt's on the line, toe to toe, I don't fake it. Send you back to your camp cause your style is makeshift. Independent surveys show that Salty Talk is cheaper and easier to listen to than most other streaming radio shows. For example, if PBS.org is and houselive.gov is salty talk is or something like that anyways based on randomly made up survey information and data extrapolation out of thin air salty talk add a little salt to your it's time for a tf52 flashback we have the lamest uh intro and outro music to the show and i think we need to start changing that well what do you want Dave? well i want i I've, honestly i'd like frank for uh, to write us a song but I, you know oh he's he... all butt hurt and jealous <laughs> no no i'm not envious hey 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 i'm not jealous I'm envious. we've got our own intro right, right, right. don't so, be all upset that's right. not for you <laughs> sir that's not for it, you it, no it's it would, not it for would, you it would, I'm explaining that it would cheapen the, the, his song on their thing so but we got to get something that's upbeat 
Everybody's got a night. I mean, you, you're, you're, your father-in-law has got a better intro music. We are got, not, all- we're not an upbeat show, Dave. We are the ones that talk about the stupid, crazy shit that nobody else wants to talk about. Yeah. You know, let's that's what we vote. are. How about that? Let's make it a democratic process. Well, if somebody wants to make us a new intro that's more upbeat or that fits better, then I, I offer that out to anybody who would like to do that. I would appreciate it. It would be great. But... That's not what our show is, Dave. We're not the happy-go-lucky show. Maybe somebody, maybe we need a happy-go-lucky third-hour intro so we can, <laughs> you know, mellow out and, and get into it that way. But um, that's not what the show's about, dude. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, new apps allows, mm-hmm. allows its users to tattle on gun owners. You know, we talk about uh, DARPA making humanoids, the, the newest robot out, which goes from the one we saw before, the pet one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about all these different things. So it's not a happy-go-lucky show. It's not. It's not. Uh, all I'm just saying, get better. Get, get get it better. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, Dave, you know I love to argue with you. That's why I'm trying to move on. It's so much fun. I, I've I've had my fill of arguing on salty show. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that was a good show though. Um, so wait, are they talking about that one night when everybody was yelling? Yeah, was awesome. Thursday night. Yeah. No, it was Wednesday, I no, think. No, it was can on a Wednesday, you, can you Tuesday. Can you keep the desk in one place, please? It was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and it was, like, really... That was good shit. I think it was Thursday. Uh, was it Thursday or Wednesday? No. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. God damn it, get it right.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. The truth, the truth, <laughs> what is the truth? Welcome to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com. Raz Radio Twitch at SeanRaz1. Go to Twitch TV forward slash SeanRaz1 if you want to watch what we're doing here. It is Tuesday, February 27th, the last day of February. we got so many different questions that, that still need to be answered that we will definitely get into throughout this evening. I'm really excited for tonight. I guess I shouldn't say excited. Uh, but we do have somebody who was, you know, actually at the school shooting. Uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion on the school shooting tonight. Uh, she will be joining us in the second hour. And, uh, you know, we're not going to go conspiracy with her. We're going to have a conversation about what she saw, what she experienced. Uh, I have a few questions related to some of the things that are we're being told and seeing uh, that she could give me the real answers I need to know. She'll tell me what I need to hear or what is true or what is not true. Of course, as usual, sitting over to my left is my beautiful wife, Lexi. How you doing, honey? I'm doing awesome. Excellent. How was your week? Good. You have a good I week? I mean, it's Tuesday, so... It's Tuesday? It's been all of, you know, a short week. Yeah, that is true. Had a great weekend. Well, you know, the week starts when we get off air on Tuesday the week before. Oh, oh, is that... It? Oh, okay, so... so yeah. Great. Good. Super. You had a good week. No complaints. That's, that's what we want to hear. Excellent. I like to hear that, honey. Uh, can you switch that light, though, for me, sweetheart, to the upper light? Sorry. Sure. Hate to do on-air, uh, you know, production stuff, but it just didn't look good. Got to make it look good for you. Got to make sure it's... It lit us all up even better. Hello, we're here. that one? Hello, friends. No, that's good. Leave that. No, leave that one. That was good. We like that. <laughs> I like the way that looks. And, of course, all the way, you know, Dave and I did this beforehand, all the way in Guatemala. We got the four-toted one. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, welcome. How's your week been? You were with us last week. Yeah, it's been a better week because I've been in Pana this whole time and uh, getting shit done and not being bored and stayed away from the bars. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, you, you know, it's a lot of fun to, to be able to hang out at the bars and have a good time. What's me? What's I, I couldn't see you. Oh, you couldn't see me? No. Just interrupt me when I'm talking to Dave. That's I'm okay. sorry. Just jump right there in go. there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you know, you're trying to save up some money. You're coming home soon, so uh, you, you definitely have to, you know, stay out of the I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm coming home soon, but I'm going back to Florida. <laughs> oh, what are you saying? You're already home? Yeah, I believe so. Well, that's good. Uh, next a- week, a- go ahead. After what happened, after the culmination of things that happened since I've been down here, it's just I don't, I really don't want to go back. Yeah, so many crazy things have gone on, and we're going to get into... Um, some of the information that's come out in this whole shooting thing, I just don't want to get right into that. We've got some other things we're going to jump into. Um, you know, And next week, I'm kind of excited. We're going to have our first in-studio guest. Um, Fortode's going to step back. He told me earlier that he's going to take next week off. 
and uh, let us ride with our in-studio guest. Nice face. I saw that. <laughs> let us ride with the in-studio guest, which I, I even bought a new microphone. So I'm really excited. It's going to be the first time we have somebody in-studio uh, to be able to share. Well, you needed one for when Dave gets back anyway. That's, well, he was going to bring one with him, but that's, that's true. He, you know, we definitely need no, one for Dave. This, this microphone is like a travel mic. I got rid of the other mic. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got rid of. I, I gave it all to a friend of mine who wants to do podcasting. I was like, "Great, let's. I, I mean, that's less for me to bring back, <laughs> right? Less, less shit you got to travel with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even so- this arm, even this arm that I have attached to this mic is going to her. Like, I just said, I need the mic arm and I need, I need the, uh, the uh, windscreen. So do I, I can, know this person? I I was dating her for a while. Oh no, I don't. I don't. Know. You don't know that person then? No. No, I thought I was thinking someone else. Nope. So I, I I don't know how you would know anybody here, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I was thinking it was somebody else you were sending it to. That's all. Somebody home here, maybe. No. 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 Oh, I I I know who she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who she's talking about. In code, haha. Haha. You'd never figure it Incognito. out. Incognito. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. There's uh, you know, Lexi was going through my Twitter and go, man, what are we talking about tonight? Because everything I see is nothing but about the shooting. Uh, which is which kind of sucks. It makes me wonder uh, what exactly has been going on that none of us are seeing, none of us are paying attention to. Uh, um, there's some things I want to get into. Well, I I did some little you know looking through. There's there's not a whole lot of other you know elements that are really being talked about right now. There's a few things. The CDC doctor. That whole Washington Post thing uh, with, uh, you know, they're confirming that all that Russian propaganda was all actual factual mainstream news that they were putting out. So that's not really exciting. And Well, you know, you touched right on one that, honestly, I wanted to jump into pretty early because this is something that, to me... Um, you know, I know there's the conspiracy that says this guy was uh, somebody who came out against the flu vaccine and, and said that it was making people sick and it was causing... His parents are saying that that's not true. Right, and I know I've seen the, the, the your newswire attach some stuff, which Dave loves, the your, your newswire site. Um, and sometimes you have to take what they're saying, and, and I wouldn't have known about this guy being missing if I didn't come across a story with him relating it to the vaccine thing. But this, this individual was involved... Um, I think they called him a uh, intelligence of uh, um, uh, what was it a mass a mass casualty intelligence officer. Who this? Um, 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 what's his name? Timothy uh, Cummingham. Timothy Cummingham. Yeah, he was uh, brother Tim. Yeah, brother he, Tim. <laughs> brother Tim. Your brother. He was a member of the CDC. Uh, and, you know, like I said, the, the, the conspiracy was that he had came out against flu vaccines and, and uh, was sharing information. And it's it's weird that, you know, he has gone missing after that was said before he went missing. Because uh, I did see connections to that before his missing, before he went missing. But Well, so there was no indication to his friends, co-workers, family that anything was wrong or amiss. Um, the mother had said two days before they drove down there because they couldn't get a hold of him that she that he had texted her at, at really early in the morning saying, are you awake? And she didn't see it until a couple hours later, and then nobody could get a hold of him. He didn't show up at work. So two days after he goes missing, the parents drove from Maryland to Georgia 
because they were so concerned. And they had a spare key. They go in his house. His car's at the house. His dog is at the house. His phone, his wallet, his keys are all at the house. But no, no Timothy Cunningham. And nobody's heard from him since that last text that he sent to his mother asking if she was awake. Happy birthday, dear Tim. Those were happier times. This past December, when Dr. Timothy Cunningham turned 35. The Centers for Disease Control staffer is a highly accomplished young man. His father showed me his credentials. It's not the type of news you want to hear that your child is missing. A Morehouse College grad earning a master's and Ph.D. from Harvard University. As an epidemic intelligence officer, he's been deployed for public health emergencies, including Superstorm Sandy, Ebola, and Zika. On Monday, Atlanta police say Cunningham left work sick and hasn't been seen since. This is not normal. This is definitely out of the ordinary. His parents drove from Maryland to his house. The door was locked, but they had a spare key. And we searched it uh, high and low, and to no avail, we did not find Timmy. They did find his car in the garage, his keys, wallet, and phone inside, along with his dog, Bo. Cunningham's family is adamant he'd never intentionally leave Bo unattended. Saturday, about 50 people searched for Cunningham in the Bolton neighborhood in northwest Atlanta. They posted missing person posters around the community. His family and co-workers are holding out hope he'll be found safe and sound. Anyone who has seen Tim or may know anything about his whereabouts, we're seeking your help in bringing Tim back safe to us. You know, and I, I want to echo that. echo that. I don't want anybody... Um, especially somebody who spent their life trying to do good. Uh, you know, we don't trust the CDC, or I don't trust the CDC. I don't trust most government agencies, though. Uh, but that doesn't mean this guy was up to anything bad. And and honestly, I hate to go the conspiracy route, but based on what's being said, you know, people don't just, just disappear like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very odd. It is very odd. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I don't see what the big deal is about it since he's just, you know, a guy. You know, there's plenty of people that go missing all the time. And just because he's a CDC worker, you know, because he works for the government, now it's fucking news. Well, if, know, it was, if it was me, nobody would give a shit. Uh, no, we would give a shit, Dave. <laughs> would we care. would care. Yeah, yeah, you would give a Sean shit. Sean would kick up a real fuss. Yeah, really. You, you certainly wouldn't see, you know, a, a news piece, you know, a happy birthday in the back. Dave Cunningham just turned 50 years old, and now he's sick and went missing, and he's in Guatemala. They're like, oh, nobody cares. Well, you know what really brings my attention to this, Dave, is, is uh, you know, we've seen over the past few years, especially, you know, with the uh, the most recent, recent documentary, Vaxxed, coming out, the CDC whistleblower in there. Uh, and who's to say... Uh, and that's why I pay attention to this. Who's to say there isn't something nefarious there? Who's to say he didn't stumble? It's not like we haven't heard of that happening before in the past. It's not like, you know, uh, the cop from, from the Oklahoma City bombing that allegedly had evidence that he was putting in a locker that showed up uh, su- suicided in a parking lot or in a field, you know, 800 yards from his car with a knife that he allegedly cut his own throat with in the glove box of his car. I mean, this shit happens. Didn't he shoot himself in the back of the head twice, too? Uh, Yeah, well, that was, no, that was Gary Webb that shot himself twice in the back of the head with a shotgun. That is real skill there. Yeah, well, and that's the point. We don't know, and I hope, you know, I hope this guy shows up, and I hope I'm wrong, but unfortunately, too many times, um, there is something to question there. There is something to wonder. What the hell is going on, friends? You know what? Why did this? Why? 
Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something. This is true. Over the past six years, I've backed away from all these false flag conspiracy theory things because, you know, I, I was really into it with the Boston bombing, or, you know, and this is after I found out, you know, the kind of truth about 9-11. And so I was, I was definitely into the whole second shooter thing, like Sandy Hook, there was a guy that found in, in the woods with camel pants on. None of that shit turns out to be, let's just say true, depending on, you know, who, who controls the media or whatever. But this last shooting, uh, I don't, I'm sorry to, to, to bring nothing in, but just there's too much shit that's, that's too, too questionable, you know? Like, the teacher's saying he was wearing a mask. Where's the fucking mask? That's something I got pulled up to talk about tonight. How about this one? Let's, let's start with this. Um, Daily Mail reported today that um, the shooter, which I've told you guys, I'm going to stick with what mainstream media said. I'm not going to say the guy's name. Uh, so the shooter... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I saw some meme that said, "How about we just call it some asshole? Anybody that does it from this point on, we just say some asshole." Sure. Instead some, of his name, I can do that. Some asshole uh, decided that he was going to shoot up a school. But the funny thing is, is this asshole actually called nine one one on himself after his mother died, saying, "I'm de- I am I am dealing with a bunch of things right now." Florida school shooter calls cops himself. After his mother died. Now we'll see if there's audio in this because you know these stupid videos anymore that they put out in these news articles never seem to have audio. I'm just trying to get it to where I need to be. Did you check it out first? Of course not. I didn't have time to. What the hell? Nine one one emergency. Hi. Um, I was just assaulted now. Hello. I thought he said I was just assaulted. Oh no! I I muted it by accident. Hold on. I'm sorry. My bad. You know, six years and still technical difficulties. Always, always my friend. You know, we had a few shows with none of that. Yeah, we do. Every once in a while we do. I got it now. It's one of these side pop-ups. Give me a second here. I got it. Ready? Hi. Um, I was just assaulted now. Um, someone tried to, someone uh, attacked me. And they say they were going to gut me if I came back. Okay, where did this occur at and how long ago? Uh, a couple minutes ago. Um, Congress. Congress and Gateway? Yeah. Okay, and did it just occur? So, yes, he did claim that somebody assaulted him. Uh, this was a phone call he made uh, from a yes. confrontation at a Latana did home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you okay, sir? Yeah, I'm fine right now. What is your name? All right, so this is the actual 911 call. Um,. <laughs> This guy just looks crazy. I mean, he's just got that look in general. Um, you know, kind of like the Reichstag fire, fire guy. He just had that crazy look in his eyes. Uh. Enough with the beeping. All right, anyway. Yeah, that's pointless. It has been revealed that the infamous 19-year-old Florida shoot, school shooter who killed 17 people after he opened fire at Majority Stoneman Douglas High School called the police distressed after his mother's passing away just months ago. Um, the shithead called authorities just after Thanksgiving, saying he had been in a fight and was struggling with the death of his mother. The thing is, I lost my mother a couple of weeks ago, so like I am dealing with a bunch of things right now, he told police. On January 5th, just a month before the shooting, a woman who knew, crew, knew the shithead called the FBI tip line and said, I know he's going to explode. She said her biggest fear was that he might resort to 
entering a school and just start shooting the place up. I mean, how do we not respond? Can't, can't get more clear than that. Uh, right. I mean, we're literally, what, 30, 45 days, 44 days before the shooting. No. This phone call was made saying he's going to enter a school and start shooting. Uh, 40, 40 days, it was 40 days, 40 days later, crews opened fire at Majori Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killing 17 people and injuring 14, five with life-threatening injuries. Three months before the deadly shooting, a friend dialed 911 concerned about crews, uh, weaponry, possessions. I need someone here because I'm afraid he come back and he has a lot of weapons, the friend said. And that was verbatim that's a quote i read it exactly how it's typed right honey yes okay you know i like to you know stand up and be able to say that's how it's typed so as we've talked about last week everybody wants to talk about mental health everybody wants to talk about um yeah let's talk about mental health for a minute here what are you trying to say do i have a problem no i so the big issue that I'm having with a lot of this, and and sure, if if we want to question the narrative, I I have nothing against that, right. right? I have nothing against that. I mean, now this this one kid, oh, what's his name, Hog. Hog, yeah, Hogg. D- David Hog. That yeah, kid. That I mean, I don't know what to say about that. He keeps putting himself in the limelight, and he's getting a lot of backlash. But these people that are that are sending in death threats to the families what the fuck people you want to talk let's talk about some mental health issues that's mental who does that what the fuck first of all that's not okay and i i have family members that are defending that stance they're like oh well you know this isn't Everybody wants to pin it on the NRA and, and, and fucking idiot kids and this and that, as if that justifies sending death threats to grieving family members. Well, that's it just stupid. Yeah, it I doesn't. agree with that, obviously. I mean, that's just stupid. We're going to have a family member of ours on the show tonight to discuss what happened there. Um, and I'm curious to see, you know, because I'm sure she's on my Facebook. I'm sure she's seen some things I've shared. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, her take on what I've shared. And those yeah. are some of the questions I have for her. Um, and and as far as the NRA goes, the NRA is just a, is just a um, uh, what do they call those a lobbying S- civil rights lobbying group? Right, it's just a lobbying group, and and it's there for really no good reason. I I don't think no, there should no, be no, any no. lobbying groups, honestly. Well, this is true. This is true. But the the fact is that it is there to prevent. Uh, gun laws, right? Because, you know, the Second Amendment reads, you know, the right for the people to bear arms should not be infringed, right? Right, right, right. Um, so nothing wrong with what they're doing, realistically. With who? Right. At the end of the day. They're right, there's right. nothing wrong with what they're doing. Um, they, they'd be the, they're the same thing as the ACLU, they're the, except the ACLU is a bunch of civil liberties. Um, you know, they, they're, they're fighting for civil liberties, and they're fighting for gun rights. Um, they've actually helped uh, craft gun laws over the past, you know, seventy years. Um, they are actually, they, they, you know, they, they, they kind of did common sense things. They kind of allowed, or they backed common sense rules. Um, the the fact that that they're getting blamed for this is ridiculous. And uh, going back to what Lexi said earlier about, you know, the the, the people um, threatening Hog and his family, 
it's it's a sign of the times. It's not. It's the culture. All right. So if we were wrong, if we were wrong six months ago when there was a conservative uh, speaker at Berkeley, um, the, uh, the, the, the 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 radical left went out and started fights and you know wanted to punch a Nazi. You know, and all they had to do was call you Nazi. Then they had the right to punch you, right? Even though there's there's no nothing saying that you're a Nazi. Um, they got violent. It's just, it's just the way things seem to be going now is that if you say something different than what I believe, I get to be violent to you. And that's the culture of today. And this is something that kind of has been a culmination for me um, since being away from the States for 10 months now. Is it, you're all fucked up up there, man. You really are. <laughs> hey. It's a little crazy up here anymore. I will agree with that. DJ, I just saw I missed your call. Uh, please try again. I'll, I'll definitely take it. You'll be on the line with uh, Four-Toed Lexi and I. 941-421-0401 if anybody wants to join in in the conversation. Um, I just got to... I, I can't see calls coming in, so I can't can. give up them there. the heads up anymore. Yeah, yeah that's kind of like up there. Yeah, I know. It's out of the way. Yeah. But yeah, I'll try again, DJ. If I miss you again, I'll call you back. Um, but it's... Is he on the, wait a minute, is he on the same line as me? Because I'll, I'll fire up my window to look. He'll, yeah, he'll be calling in on the Skype line, on the line right. you're on there. So just tell me if you see a pop-up there of, of ringing. You could probably even accept it on your end, possibly. Yeah, and I'll then maybe you won't like, hang up on everyone. Yeah, then, then I won't <laughs> hang up on everybody. Uh, you, you know, and that that's a problem in itself. Um, of course, the, the threatening of, of anybody goes against what I believe in goes against what i would support um i do have questions about this kid i do have questions about his father's stance and and if those questions were to even be remotely because i've gotten crap for uh, um um, matt major has given me crap for attacking this kid well and i guys like i said are you attacking him i'm calling out some of the things he says have you like gone to his twitter or facebook and gone you're a fraud and you're a crisis actor and shame on you Uh, but i've shared things on my page about him being those things possibly and and uh you're just outright calling him a crisis actor no no i i question his i question his reasoning i question his motives i question his reasoning um that one of the questions i have later on will be uh was this person known how long was this person there um and if this person was known in fact is in that school and he's part of the German journalism class, and and he's head of that. And and his father's a he's former used FBI to being agent on camera. His mom's and he's, CNN. He's, I get it then in that sense. And maybe there is you know a link there where he was on vacation in California. Right, he was, and, that and that's fact. Yeah, yeah. And then he came back, and then this unfortunately happened at the school that he's at. Right. But it is strange that all this stuff is being dug up and i don't know if it's fake or not you know where they're saying he graduated from that school four years ago no i've been told that that was stuff like this. i've been told that and was I don't actually know if that's all you know falsified shit right. or you know it's hard to say i don't i don't know you don't know what to believe well, anymore uh, go ahead dave why are you even worried about david hogg worry about what the what the why witnesses said about what the, what the, that asshole was doing right you know and, don't and that's, don't don't that get, don't get caught up with the side so the eyewitnesses are what's really poking a big hole in this thing, especially the teachers that are coming out and saying, you know, there's two teachers now that are saying that they saw this shooter in full metal garb, you know, as and they thought it was an officer of some sort. And both were confused, too, because they knew earlier in the day that they were informed that there was a code red drill. By the way, before I forget. By the um, way, don't forget. 
Go ahead. My coworker, and I won't name her because I don't want to make her uncomfortable, but she came to me today and she said, you know, at my son's school, I just got a letter that they're going to do a code red drill at his school on Thursday. And she said, and I don't know if it's overreacting or what, but I'm thinking about keeping him home that day. Keep him home. I would. And I was like, I'd keep him home. Absolutely. <laughs> I would definitely keep him home because, I mean, I don't think that's overreacting, like, for a minute. And that's it's sad, that, that's sad to, be able to say something like that because, you know, you want your child to know what to do in the event of something like this happening you know we had fire drills growing up if you live in a tornado ridden area you have tornado drills um if you live in an area that's prone to have some douchebag go crazy and shoot up the school then maybe you should have those drills i went to a middle school that had just opened for its first year and it was up in jacksonville it was called twin lakes and it was a beautiful school everything was brand new and we were all pretty excited to be there and uh they decided to do their first, you know, mock drill, and it was for a bombing. So their first idea going into this was that we should all get under our desks and cover our heads. And I'm thinking, well, if it's a bomb, we're just all going to blow up. It's not going to matter if we're sitting at our desks, under our desks, whatever. They had to go back and revise their plan. (laughs) And then their idea was for us to all go stand in the football field and stare at the school while it blows up, I guess. We start to exit the building. All my kids are in front of me going down the stairwell. I get to the door at the top of the west stairwell in the 1200 building. We hear gunfire. I assume that it's a code red drill because they told us earlier in the day that we're going to be having a code red drill. I assumed it was blanks. So I grabbed all my kids, started yelling at the kids, get back in rooms, get back in the rooms. Shorter, uh, push as many kids into rooms as I can. By the time I get back to my room's door, there's the shooters already up at the tail end of the hall, at the other end, the east end of the building. I heard two shots. I didn't see it, but then those two shots would have been my friend Scott Beagle getting shot and killed while trying to save his kids. And then he looked down the hallway and started shooting. At this point, I'm pretty much in the middle of the hallway. I go for cover because, well... I realized that this time I can't actually get in my room because my keys are in my room. As I'm that's preparedness right cover, there. One of my former students, a kid who's a senior named. So the main point of that, the, the main point of that thing there was that he expected, and that's why I played it because you had, had brought that up. He expected that to have been a drill. Um, one of the questions for Lindsay later on: Does she have any foreknowledge of a drill happening? Was that discussed? We are going to have a teacher from that school on this show tonight. I, I think we ought to be kind of easy with the questions. Don't, don't let's yeah, let's just let her tell her story and let's yeah, not aggressive. Yeah, let, yeah. I agree. Ser- seriously, because you can be like, I you're a lot. This is my be sensitive. This is a family member. I know how to be Still, sensitive to family. I love you, but just be nice. Okay, and, I will. And try to. You know, she just went through a horrific experience, and you know, let her let her get out what she wants to say first. Oh, that's you have my questions plan. Yeah. after. Go easy. Yes, dear. Did you tell her you'd keep me under control? 
No. No. Okay. Do you have any discussion? But I mean, that she does know you somewhat. Well, that, that's so true. She does know someone. What to expect? <laughs> that I'm a little off. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> I might have a lot of questions that might not make much of a sense. But real fast, going back to the David Hogg thing, and I, I want to complete my 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 thought on that. Um, I told you I've been attacked. Matt Majors attacked me for sharing the stories of this guy being a possible. Well, we just lost Dave. Bye, Dave. Just, just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, he'll call us back, I'm sure. That was weird. Internets. Damn Guatemala. internets. Damn Guatemalan internets dropping <laughs> Fort Toted off on us. <laughs> there you're back. Uh, so my, my 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 thought on this was I was getting attacked for, for sharing anything that had to do with this kid. Why are you attacking these young kids? Why are you going? And I didn't call anybody names. I didn't say anything. I just shared questions i just i just shared things that that made you question things and and if you're going to put yourself out there i don't care if you're 14 years old or 95 years old if you're going to an article today came out david hogg attacks president trump as draft evader so this kid's putting himself out there this kid is 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 going on mainstream media and arguing about our president because he wants gun control go ahead forte all right, so does that mean that you should act the same way as he's acting? I, I uh, didn't or, act that way at all. Well, I'm just saying, you know, because, I, again, I used to be right behind you, and let's question this, let's question that, but we're, we're getting away from the actual event. You know, we're coming up with all these alternative things and losing focus and, you know, blaming other things um, when we really should be focusing on what is the solution, you know? What is the solution to this issue? Well, let's discuss that because there, this is another argument that's rolled. Because we're really leading into multiple different things here. All right. The, the, the beginning of this is we, we discussed last week. It wasn't mental health. It wasn't gun laws. It was the lack of action from law enforcement and too many laws that caused no, no, this no, problem. No, it was actually mental illness. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Because see, this no, is see, the problem. This is where first I disagree. Call, quit. Stop it first. Mental illness is definitely a factor in what happened here. A gun is a factor in what happened here. Absolutely, I agree with that completely, a hundred percent. But you know what? There was thirty-nine warnings. Two different events where the FBI was involved. The kid called a mu- forty days beforehand, saying there was problems. He had allegedly had ten guns. Laws preventing the sharing of information through a HEPA, and the. The inability of law enforcement to act properly with due with with, with probable cause. With but that, but you're only addressing a possible way of uh, stopping it. We're not. You're not uh, addressing hey, no, what caused the this one. kid to go bananas. We don't know what caused this kid to go bananas. He was he was a pro, uh, allegedly uh, on the autism or the uh, the Asperger spectrum somewhere. Um, he was on pharmaceuticals. We know that pharmaceuticals has, has been involved in in nine out of ten shootings. There's always some kind of pharmaceutical involved. I'm not denying that. But the problem is all these arguments that we have every time there's a shooting. Oh, it's gun laws. Oh, it's mental health. Oh, it's the pharmaceuticals. All those things were addressed prior no, no, no. to the shooting. There, then we get into the shooting. Hold on. Then we get into the shooting. Not only did law enforcement drop the ball prior to the shooting, we're hearing now that law enforcement dropped the ball during the shooting. So we've got multiple different levels of things happening, and and, and these are not okay. DJ, I saw you again. I'll ring you in a minute. Give me a second to finish off here. Oh, for Christ's sake. I know. Well, he, I just he, told him to go ahead and call. <laughs> he hung up as I was going over there to answer him. So. 
You killed me. I will add him to the call here in one moment, DJ. I'm sorry, brother. I'm working on it. Yes, dick. I missed again. I'm total dick. Um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm in a rant. When I'm in a rant, I can't answer things. Go on, then. Um, the, 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 the solution, obviously, is eliminating pharmaceuticals. The solution is better mental health care. The solution is law enforcement following up properly on on issues you know if you get some crazy bitch that that puts a, a restraining order against you you have to turn your guns in until that restraining order is cleared all right true dave i i, you, I don't know if you see me here i'm shaking my head no 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 the whole time while you're ranting um and i'm you know of course i'm not interrupting but um i, I see you saying the solution is right well i haven't got to my solution yet no, no, you said the solution is getting rid of the SSRIs. The solution is this. The solution is this, right? You sound exactly like the other side when you say the solution is ban assault weapons. The solution is uh, low-capacity weapons. I wasn't saying the solution was. I was no, expressing you, you that's what people are saying. The solution is this. The solution is that. Okay. Well, my thing is let's, let's find the cause of the problem and then a solution. Let's stop going around thinking what we could do to band-aid the situation. Let's find out what, where the cuts, where the sores are opening in the first place. And nobody seems to want to do that. Well, no, Dave, that's what we always talk about. Every time these shootings happen, the first thing we get into a conversation is is mental health and pharmaceuticals. That's what we do every single time. The, the right. other side always goes to ban guns, gun control. But the point I'm trying to make right now is neither one of those two issues would have stopped neither one of those two issues were the ball dropped in allowing this to, per, to to move forward that is the point i'm trying to make here yes those are important things what would have stopped this i don't know would, would it be having would it be having pharmaceutical drugs illegal yeah maybe that would have stopped it would it have been uh, making guns illegal yeah maybe that would have stopped it I'm being sarcastic if you can't tell. But what could have stopped it was the action of police officers prior to and during the shooting. That could have stopped it or at least prevented more deaths. What else could have stopped it? I don't know. Let's arm teachers. I am fully for arming teachers properly, not just say, hey, bring a gun to school. I mean, let's be honest here. We got teachers fucking kids. Um, so we know they're not all sane. But there's programs out there, if it's done properly, it can be a good way to help reduce, and of course it is a band-aid to the problem, but it's still something that needs to be done. Okay, give me a second here. Go ahead. All right. That's a lot. So the reason why I want to try to find the solution to the problem is so that we can identify that, oh, shit, we cannot um, investigate uh, the 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 uh, SSRI connections due to HIPAA laws, right? So my thing is, so let's rewrite the HIPAA so a law, law. Caused a problem? Is it something? I no, said? It, yes. it didn't cause the problem. It just it it it's not it allowing. It hampered the investigation and prevention. Go ahead. See, so my my whole contention is, let's find out the solution. Let's find out the cause so we can create a solution, right? And the cause is, let's investigate everything, okay? And let's be allowed to investigate everything. Let's let's rewrite the HIPAA law that way. If somebody's involved in a in a violent encounter where where, where death occurs, HIPAA is off the table, and now you can look um, at that guy's um, and you can report about. It. Of course, none of the the, the big farmers not going to allow you to do that. So this so you got to understand. I'm really trying to go back to the root of the problem so that I can get change people's minds easier because when we're out here saying it's SSRIs or it's, it's big guns you never get anywhere because we've been doing this for five six fucking years already right, right? right, right yeah. we're not getting anywhere right right so let's just let's strike at the root 
and let's just be friends about this. Hey, you know, uh, uh, Matt wants to solve the problems, despite the fact that I totally disagree with his solutions. He totally disagrees with my solutions, and we just get nowhere, right? Let's get together, because we both want a fucking solution to the problem. We all want right? solutions. None of us want to see people killed. Everyone right, wants so solutions, and everyone wants to offer their opinion, but this thing isn't even fully investigated yet. It all just happened. The dust hasn't even settled Yet everybody has something to say, a reason why we should do this, we should do that. It's it's a hot fucking mess, and mm -hmm. it's just we're in the age of. And just, DJ, pay attention to your phone. I'm gonna ring you here in a sec. We just want instant gratification. We just want to throw everything out there, and and you know, caution be damned. It's just like fuck it. I, that's how I feel. I don't care about the consequences. That's I mean, what I want. Yeah, it's it's, and I have that immediate reaction too. That's the society that we live in. I just want to be like, oh no, what happened? And oh my god, people are dead. And fuck, who fucked up? Well, you're, you know, and you're a and mother, you be and like you you want to start pointing fingers, like you you fucked this up. Like right. people died. What you, the fuck? You're a mother, and you, you want know? to make you want. You're a mother, and you want re responses, and you look at it from that way. DJ, you there, I'm buddy? A human being. I'm not just a mother. <laughs> of course you are. You you're there, DJ? Yes, sir. Uh, I apologize for missing your call there, Fortoed. You can hear DJ. Oh right? no, no, no problem at all. All right, good. All right, so what's your what you got there? Because I know you said you had some stuff for me in the beginning. So what you got, buddy? Well, well I, I, well, I don't want to derail the conversation, which I'm not going to. I'll stick on this uh, topic. So um, I've already actually put it in chat. Um, t the Sentinel teacher program is absolutely money. Um, the whole fact is requiring them to actually go through a security clearance. And what's, what DJ's talking have to pass. What DJ's talking about here is the Sentinel program here in Polk County. Dave, I know you're a big fan of, of Grady Judd. But I will say, <laughs> I will say this: the Sentinel program he's put together um, makes the most sense to me. They are are requiring 132 hour, 132 hours, right, DJ? But it, well, they're required 132 hours. But the other thing is, he actually has to take it to another level. He doesn't actually have it in there where they are requiring a security clearance, where they actually are getting vetted. Okay. Right. Background so, uh, checks, okay. uh, a psychological uh, yeah. evaluation. I, I, a single source background investigation, I don't think that will be enough. Because, I mean, there's so many, I'm sorry, uh, illogical or, or non-ethical uh, uh, teachers out there that, mm -hmm. okay, oh, I'm sleeping with a student or something of this nature that actually occurs at all times. Okay, with a with a security clearance, you're going to actually be able to weed out those individuals, right? Because okay. they're going to do a psychological and, and a security. Are, those are the, yes, you have to actually go through um, the polygraph and well, yeah, for TSI you have to, but uh, but uh, uh, but for just a at least a security clearance of some sort to actually weed them out of uh, not being a loon. Um, and actually being able to handle a gun and actually, and uh, the other thing was actually proposed in uh, chat was okay, what if a student got a hold of a uh, teacher's um, uh, a gun or, or firearm okay, they are fingerprinted uh, a lockbox, guess what if that teacher that passed the clearance and they have a firearm and they did not lock it in a fingerprint embedded lockbox 
okay, that teacher should have been shot. Sorry. But uh, those those are my ideas. That's how I feel. Well, you know, if you're going to have a teacher carrying, they have to carry. It can't be locked away. Um, I, I The Sentinel program, Dave, have you seen the Sentinel program at all? I have not. All right, the Sentinel program, as far as I understand it, they go through a psychological evaluation. They go through a full background check. They have to do 132 hours of, of handgun training, which uh, Grady Judd alleges is, is almost double of what uh, a sheriff's office would have to do. Law enforcement? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's double what law enforcement has to do, exactly. Um, and, and once they're completed, they are sworn in as a special sheriff's officer, which in the terminology of how they're sworn in, they're only allowed to act as a sheriff's officer during a time where there is somebody a attacking a type, a time of crisis. Exactly. So they can't just walk down the street and say, Hey, you were, you, you littered. I'm going to, I'm a cop. I'm going to take care of you. They're, they're, they're only allowed during time of crisis. Go ahead. So this is everyone. This is not just teachers. No, no, no. This is the 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 teachers that that volunteer well, to everyone. I'd be sworn up to it right now. Yeah, me too. But that's what I was saying. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good idea? No, no, no. Because I would do. If that. you're a concealed carry permit, you permit holder, and you've passed all the proper things to become a concealed carry permit holder, you would think that you could be automatically deputized as a special sheriff in time of crisis. That would make sense. And yes, I agree with you, Fortoed. But we're trying. They're trying to get around the rules of not allowing guns in school, which, as I said last week, to me, if you are a concealed carry permit holder that went through the proper channels, paid the money, got the background checks, there is no place you should not be allowed to carry except a courthouse. And, of course, private business that decides they don't want guns, which is stupid. But the only place you should not legally be allowed to carry is a courthouse because, you know what, people don't really act normal in courthouses sometimes. Go ahead, Dave. Um, did you not see what happened this morning? No, what happened this morning? They passed a law, right, that allows teachers to bring their concealed weapons permits to school. Or concealed weapons to, to school. I didn't see just that. this morning. I, I did not see that, because I know they were trying to pass that one. That is just Florida, though, correct? See. I mean, yes. Dave's <laughs> yeah. in Guatemala, so I mean, that me. <laughs> they go, sir? I mean, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Too funny, too funny. Um, and... and and the whole thing, so uh, the Florida legislature moved on this within you know days, and they 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 deliberated about it, and they 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 decided not to do an assault weapons ban. They they raised the gun ownership to twenty one. Uh, they um, allowed teachers to take their guns to school, and they I think they changed something to where they could take a gun away if you're mentally disturbed or some shit like that. So they acted on this gun thing in in hours. Where's the fucking medical cannabis shit? Still, where is fucking? Where the fuck is my? Okay, you're going off that topic. Okay, but I mean, okay, it's been the was it twenty three years since I've uh, actually even gone close or or been around uh, cannabis in every nature. But I mean, okay, (laughs) you wanted to derail to that level. But I mean, just I. I want to stick on the uh, the gun topic for teachers and the fact that I don't think any person that actually has a concealed permit should actually have uh, the ability to take uh, their uh, um, firearm to school. 
you know, um, because well, I don't actually believe all those individuals are actually mentally sane. Well, you know, unfortunately, though, that is the process we have. I mean, in order for me to get a concealed carry permit, I'm prior military, so I have to show my DD-214. In order for my wife to do it, she has to go take a handgun course and learn because um, she didn't have military experience. Dave is a CCW holder. Uh, he can't carry well. I'm holding it right now. <laughs> yeah, he's holding it up to the camera right now, although I don't have you up because I got Jay, uh, DJ's number on there, so I didn't have the Skype up there. Um, but the point is... I'm in Virginia. I, I am a, a registered member of the NRA, and yes, I have my uh, concealed as well. So I am very familiar with everything. Yes, sir. Right. So I mean, why I'm former military as well? Why should you not? If, so you've gone through the processes. You're properly trained in weapons handling. You're prior military. Why should you not be allowed? to walk into a building, any building, I don't care what building it is. Again, the only one I say is a courthouse because people go into court when they're not right and they shouldn't have a weapon at that point in time, and I agree with that. I think that's perfectly fine. But when you go to the school to pick up your child um, and you're going to walk in and you have to, let's say you're picking your kid up, for, I don't know if you have kids or not, but let's say you're picking your kid up from school um, because she's sick and you have to go in and sign, right now you would have to take your weapon off and leave it in the... Technically, you'd have to leave it at home because you can't even have it in your car on property. Why, if you've gone through the proper channels, if you've paid the proper money, if you've requested the government for permission to do this, why should you not be allowed to protect yourself or anybody else around you because you're in a school? Okay, here's here's something that will actually uh, uh, flip your mind in... All right, my parents actually, they live in West Virginia currently, and they were actually uh, babysitting my nephews. Um, I went to um, the, the old, my former high school and uh, watched, a, watched a football game. Um, and while I was there, I, I due to my profession, I'm, a, I'm allowed to carry uh, at any time, pretty much. So I actually uh, will take off my uh, jacket and have my strap and just walk up on the field, uh, walk up uh, right beside the field on the fence and lean over and be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and just, all right, let's see what happens here. All right, what, what, what's your fans doing now? <laughs> How many people just flip out? Just with them, but this is in West Virginia, though. Um, now, uh, in Virginia, no, I even though it is uh, the uh, primary state of the NRA, um, you're not able to do that. And on top of that, even uh, uh, Virginia borders right uh, of uh, uh, Washington, D.C. You go to areas of uh, or borderlines of Washington, D.C., you are not allowed to carry anything, any firearms, no matter what your registration is, unless you are a, uh, unless you are on duty. Okay. Okay. So, uh, there are multiple scopes where it's very it's very finicky. Um, so what you're saying is, okay, I had to pick up my child. Um, even if I had to pick up my child and my child lived in, or went to school in Washington D.C., I wouldn't be able to actually have the gun in my vehicle. 
Yeah, so that, and that's, that's what I was saying, basically. You know, ridiculous. Like, but, yeah, and I agree with that. It's completely ridiculous. We see that all the time. DJ, uh, I got some breaking news that's just coming out. Forto, do that real quick, and then I want to get in this breaking news because this may be important to you, DJ. This is up in Virginia, your area. Actually, Forto, let me do this real fast. I'm going to drop DJ after that because we've got to take a break here very soon also. I've got a guest coming up in a couple minutes. 11 ill after suspicious letter arrives at Virginia military base. 11 people fell ill after suspicious letter was opened in an administrative building at Joint Base Fort Myer, Mayor Henderson Hall in Arlington, Virginia on Tuesday, according to Arlington Fire Department. Uh, I'm already familiar with it, yes, sir. Yeah, this just... I'm I just can't talk it. about it, though. Okay. I, I'd like to talk to you privately one day, DJ. I'm going to cut you free, my friend. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Hey, take care. I appreciate you, man, and, and you have a great evening. Hey, Lexi, uh, uh, Sean, and Dave, hey, thank you for having me. Thanks, Appreciate brother. Have a good one. Peace out. Be safe. He has all kinds of secrets. I love secretive people. It's always fun. Secrets. Well, I wanted to say two things about that. Because remember he said, you know, he takes his coat off and then, you know, he's, he's over by the fence. He went from concealed carry to open carry. That's one thing, right? Great. If I got that correctly, you know, because I guess he has a shoulder holster. Right. Secondly, I wanted to, I wanted to ask him, you know, since he's former military, he took an oath to um, uphold the Constitution. And then you had mentioned it before that you should be able to take your gun wherever you want, except a business that says I don't want it. Right. Right. So I wanted I wanted to make a constitutional argument here because where does the Constitution apply? public property, right? Right. Because it doesn't apply on private property. If you come to my house, I can tell you, I don't want you to wear a gun. Which goes I don't want you to wear a red shirt. Right. And don't say the word purple right. in my presence. Otherwise, I kick you out. Purple. Right? Purple. Because, purple. you know, freedom of speech does not mean anything in my in my property. And guns and, you know, some of the other ones, like I can't hold your prisoner. You know, that's a crime. But, you know, the First and Second Amendment are, are for public property only. Right. And we should be able to take them to school, public schools. We should be able to take them to courthouses. New Hampshire, you could take them to courthouses. Uh, I should be able to take it to the airport. But you do understand which, my reasoning for the courthouse, right? Well, yes, but you still go through. Well, yeah, but again, in if you're in there in, for child support uh, issues, do you really think you know how many times you both and I, both of us have been in court for child support or family related things? There's many a times that I wish I would have had a gun on my hip. You had an itchy trigger fucking finger. Blow, certain people's heads uh, off Jesus so God. it's really good i didn't have a gun at that point in time i'm glad you know you know I mean? have a gun too so, as 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 a strict constitutional adherer i would be like okay that's common sense let's not have an i don't need it in a courthouse you know i don't want it in a courthouse um there are enough armed guards that if somebody you know because we've seen time and time again people try shit in courthouses and the bailiffs boom they got them right so I don't, right. i'm not really worried um what i want to be armed in is you know airports um schools you know, I went. I took my son to college to Hillsborough Community College a couple of years ago, right? And I, you know, because I carry that fucking little gun with me everywhere, right? I, I forget it's on me because it's so small. And of course, you know, I read no guns allowed, blah blah blah, blah and, you know, whatever. Not going to catch me, right? And uh, that's kind of my thing. I I've been with you when you took the gun outside and put it away. I've been with you at that point in time. Keep it that in mind. Oh, that was a bar because I was drinking. Right. <laughs> oh Lord, you but shouldn't that- have it at a bar. <laughs> Dave, you but should see, not have a gun at a bar. He didn't. He put it no, in no. the car. No, no. No, no. Well, no, that was that particular gun. Not which ever. you now have. Because, yeah, the gun I because have it now. prints a lot. <laughs> because it prints a lot. And, it, you know, it's a, I, it was, it's a side holster. Whereas my little 380 bodyguard fits in my pocket. I've been drunk as shit with that in my pocket. And I, because I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that, that pulls it out when I get, when I get angry. You know, I, and I rarely get angry, especially when I'm, when I'm drunk. Um, but the, the, the last thing I think is I'm going to shoot you, you know. 
Um, so like I'm the I'm the one that's okay with that. There there are definitely other people that that do not. I mean, shit, you were with me when fucking Mark was got me by the throat and walking me out of his house backwards. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had that. and I had not I had that three eighty the one. I had your 380 on me, and, you know, and, and I tripped falling out of the house, right? And he, and he mentioned something about it. You know, I know you have a gun. I'm like, dude, you think the, the last thing I was thinking about was fucking you know, <laughs> pulling the gun on you. That was an interesting you know? day, that's for damn sure. All right, we got to yeah. take a break. It's 56, and we got a guest awkward. coming up. I got to take a break. It wasn't awkward. We all remember that. Dave was stupid. I cried. Dave made mistakes. I was crying. He didn't do well. Uh, I was drunk. I oh, no, I was drunk. It was a little overboard, but Gloria was there. And you know what Gloria, Gloria causes? There. Gloria causes a lot of Jesus. issues most of the time. She had that bottle of uh, Jack or so. I don't. Know. She had like a no. handle or something that we no, were putting Jameson. down. Jameson. Jameson. That's what it was. There's two things she drinks. Jameson and Jack. No. Stolies and Jameson. Stolies and Jameson. So anyway, let's take a break. I got to go to the bathroom. Like you wouldn't believe. DJ, I appreciate well, I your phone call. Sharing. Go ahead, Forto. Quick question. What? Quick question. Are you drinking Green Bench? Yeah. Are you son of a bitch? <laughs> uh. We'll be back. First 52, RazRadioLive.com. We'll be right back to the First 52. Angry White Guy Radio. He'll be back. I've got boxes on boxes, wattage for days when the moon won't do. I'll shine in its place. So you can find your way Another light bulb at your face I caught lightning in a mason jar Shining with the power of a thousand stars Lightning in a mason jar See it from wherever you are If your thoughts High up in the mountaintops
Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life, and be more dog. You get the sense that the country is desperate for someone to show us the way. Not the old way, not the same way, but a new way. Never 
I'm Ron Paul. I'm a congressman from Texas, serving in my 10th term. I am the champion of the Constitution. I am an advocate, a very strong advocate, of following very strictly the rule of law, the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution was written very precisely to restrain the power and force of government and to protect the liberties of each and every one of us. We have allowed our nation to be overtaxed and overregulated and overrun by bureaucrats. The founders would be ashamed of us for what we're putting up with. If you think that we can continue to police the world and spend hundreds of billions of dollars overseas and spend hundreds of billions of dollars running a welfare state, an entitlement system that has accumulated $60 trillion worth of obligations and think that we can run the economy this way, we spend so much money now that we have to borrow nearly $3 billion a day from foreigners to take care of our consumption. Tom, illegals come here and if you're in a local community or a state, you're mandated by the federal government to provide free education and free medical care and that's wrong. We live way beyond our means with a foreign policy we can't afford and an entitlement system that we have encouraged. We print money for it, the value of the money goes down and poor people pay higher prices. That is a tax. There's a transfer of wealth from the poor and the middle class to Wall Street. Wall Street's doing quite well but the inflation tax is eating away at the middle class of this country. We need to get rid of the inflation tax with sound money. We've lost over 5,000 Americans over there in Afghanistan, in Iraq and, and plus the civilians killed. How many more do you want to lose? How long are you going to be there? How long? What do we have to pay to save face? That's all we're doing is saving face. It's time we came home. Hey, my son just turned five Should more people be listening to what Ron Paul has to say? But they don't know anything. You're always asking questions, man. You don't know nothing. We're sitting in the doctor's office, and this this lady is sitting across from us, and she just gonna start nursing her baby. And my son is looking at her and looking at me. And I'm trying to ignore him. But this is when I found out. He don't even know how to whisper. <laughs> Daddy, what is the baby doing to the lady? <laughs> so now I got to explain. But at first I look around and all the other parents got a vein in their neck from holding in laughter. So I was like, son, what you saw? That's perfectly natural. See, women have these breasts. And they, um, he said, what's a breast? He's like, it's, it's like a container that holds milk. He said, what's a container? I was like, man, you don't know nothing. It's, it's like, you know, when we go to the store, we buy milk, and it comes in. He said, jugs? I was like, um... Maybe you do know something. Uh.
We had very, very, a couple weeks ago, gathering from my son told me, um, we had a burglary. Somebody broke into where we live, and um, this is what, gathering from what he said. Um, nobody stole anything or nobody got hurt, but they broke in, and um, all they did was they, they peed in his bed. They just peed in my son's bed, man. So I, I called the police. I was like, officer, you're not going to believe what happened. Yeah, man, they broke in and walked past the big screen TV and the computers. They peed in my son's bed. Mm. What? Did, did they pee anywhere else? Yeah, they, um, they peed in a pile of Spider-Man pajamas on the side of the refrigerator, too. Sent a car. We had very, very good moments. Uh, one night, me and him were up late. His sisters were asleep. And, um, and we're just sitting there. And he, out of nowhere, my son looks at me and says, Dad, I want to be a doctor. I was like, yes, yes. He already got direction. Yes. <laughs> then he said, or a dinosaur. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to put everything together over here. i got so much going on. I got a little behind on myself there. I hate when that happens. Kind of fell behind on what I was supposed to be doing. Welcome back to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, radio, or uh, and Twitch TV, forward slash Sean Raz 1. Good God. I hate when that happens, honey. I thought you were assembling a commercial for that. I was assembling so many things over here. It was like I was playing like 8 million different what things. What are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to call what people. Doing? I'm trying to rejoin. I'm trying to listen to the comedy. I'm trying to do all these different squirrel. things. Yeah, I got squirreled. I got way squirreled. Four Toad, I still got you there, brother. Four Toad? Oh, he's giving me the one finger. Uno momento, por favor. I had, I had the mic on you. Oh, okay, okay. We got we got four toted one there. Uh, and then, of course, as we said, the second hour, we were going to focus on some other things. Um, I've got a family member on the line here. Lindsay, do I have you there? Hello, Lindsay, do I have you? Oh, I, I think I might not have got connected with her there. I, I've been trying to, to do things on the fly here, and I was using the wrong computer there. It just all caught me off guard. Oh, I hate when that happens. I'm so sick of these fucking technical issues. <laughs> the four toed one. We'll get her. We'll get her if here. If you're being honest, <laughs> I'm being honest. Well, I'm being honest too. It's it's. I, I'm coming to you fucking live and direct from fucking Guatemala, and you can't pull off hooking up a. Hey, Dave. We're talking. We're going to be talking to a school teacher. Turn down the f bombs. Yeah, really. You're the one that oh, said to me earlier you wanted to curse less. You know, tonight, sorry, if I'm not sorry, mistaken. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jeez. So sorry. I'm so sorry. I could swear that's what you said to me. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm like having Some a mommy. Everyone. No, that's not what I wanted. Damn it! I'm trying to figure this out over here. Just, just, just everybody work with me for a minute. You two have a conversation for a minute, please. Do you want me to ask her to call you? Yeah, give her the phone number. Have her call me. I was trying to make a nice, smooth transition into things. You know, I do take this very serious. Everybody knows that. It bothers me when things just don't cooperate with me very well. Especially when, what the hell is that? I may have to restart 
the Twitch guys. I hate to do that. We've got so many listeners over on Twitch right now, but my Twitch screen went all crazy. I can't see anything. It doesn't make any sense. So, Twitch listeners, I am going to restart. All right? I will reset all that stuff. You're just going to have to deal with me for a minute. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. While we get all this figured out, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it this way. We're I'm going to take a a 30 second or a 40 second break. I'm going to find something here to play real fast. Uh, I'm going to restart Twitch. We had a whole you know we got a, a, more than enough time here to get through it all. I'm going to restart restart Twitch. And we'll go from there. I mean, I'm just going to have to put something on. It's just, you know what, that's what has to happen sometimes. When you do radio, especially live radio, things don't always work out the way you wanted them to. All right, guys, sit tight. We will be back. I will fix this. We'll get her on the line, and we'll have a lot more to talk about. I don't even know if I had that going the right place. See, I'm hitting buttons. I'm not doing things right. We'll get it. Don't worry, my friends. Sucks a bunch. It does suck suck a bunch when, when... Things just don't want to cooperate. Sit tight. I'll be back. You're listening to the first 52 blastradiolive.com. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. So, I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians, and he's got cum trails. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is going to... They're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. Hey, what's up? It's Ned, and it's time for another Neditorial. That's where I try to show you the truth and the light, but you're too busy staring at your smartphone with your mouth open like a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal to pay attention. So please change the station right now. Okay? Here we go. First off, I'm going to turn it over to one of the most brilliant minds of our time, the one and only George Carlin. I have certain rules I live by. My first rule, I don't believe anything the government tells me. Nothing. Zero. No truer words have ever been spoken. Every member of our government is a complete, corrupt, lying, scumbag piece of shit. Republican pieces of and Democrat pieces of So if you believe anything these assholes say, you are guilty of perpetuating the very system that is destroying the American way of life. I don't believe anything the government tells me. So when Colin Powell held up a vial of butter-flavored popcorn salt and said it was yellow cake uranium and we needed to bomb the fuck out of Iraq, and you believed him, that makes you a fucking rube. Have you changed the station yet? You should. And if you believe Barack Obama when he says the unemployment rate is only 5% based on phony numbers that a government agency, the Bureau of Labor, puts out. I don't believe anything the government tells me. Or if you believe the FDA when it says genetically modified salmon is completely safe 
based on studies paid for by the genetically modified salmon industry. I don't believe anything the government tells me. Or if you believe any of the ass <laughs> who think we need to send more of our best and brightest to go fight ISIS, a terror group that we are currently arming and funding, a group that we created with our idiotic 15-year war in the Middle East, then you're a f***ing ass. I don't believe anything the government tells me. Why are you still listening? I don't believe, I don't believe any, anything the government tells me. Or if you believe Osama bin Laden, a six-foot-five-inch Saudi Arabian on dialysis, could hide in the caves of Afghanistan for ten years while the largest army from the greatest nation in the world couldn't find him, then you're not only a f***ing ass, you're a goddamn lemming and a rube and a moron. Are you still listening? Oh, well, for the 11 people who have half a brain and haven't tuned out, just remember these simple words. I don't believe anything the government tells me. So start saving your money to build a bomb shelter, because the liars and cheaters in Washington are about to start World War III and pass the top-secret, super-duper, patriotic Freedom Act, which they'll say is for your protection. But guess what? It's a f***ing lie. I don't believe anything the government tells me. Hello? Anybody still listening? Nope. Nobody. Just the NSA. And now I'm on a terror watch list. Night out! Oh. Alright. Welcome back to First Shift 2 yet again. I'm sorry guys. You know, things got a little confusing there. Things weren't cooperating with me. Trying to make things work out really smooth here. Honey, you got that message sent out? Yeah. All right. Fortoed, you still there? Yeah, she was on, but because you were playing the Ned bit over it, and, you know, we could hear it, she All just she went off. You know, she hung up. Well, I, yeah, I know. I had to get things. I told her to, to, to sit tight when I played stuff. I just had to get everything she's, organized. She's calling back. And just All right. I, I had to get everything organized. It's 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 rough. Especially when you're doing with, dealing with somebody who doesn't do this kind of thing normally. You know, she's just a normal person. Now, she's not a you? radio person. She, no, not me. You're I mean, just I'm, a normal person? No, we do our thing. You know, we, we continue to 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 try to push the level. And, you know, we understand how these things work. And sometimes when you don't, you know, you don't do it, it's it's kind of weird when you're trying to, to, to do it and you're getting brought into it. R- relax. Relax. Just let's talk about something else until she calls back. I gotta pay attention now. I hate having to pay attention. You know how hard it is to do a radio show when you gotta pay attention. Oh no, you have to do stuff. Yeah, well, see, I can talk and I can do my show and I can ramble well and I can pull it all together for the most part. But see, I've gotten all squirreled out and I'm all like stressed out now, and it makes it harder. So, and I'm like so, I'm stressing a little bit. Go ahead. May I make a suggestion? Please. Let Rick, let, let, let Lexi run the board. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do that. You think you could do that? Yeah. Duh. Why not? Teach her how to do that. That way do you, you, you have a producer. I she she fires that? up things for you. Are I could I could have her, you know, make sure anything she plays is doesn't have a fucking uh, excuse me, doesn't have a pre roll. You know, I could help out. You just talk. I'm in the closet. Do and I sound any better, guys? I don't worry about any of this other stuff. I could I, know, I could run the board and you can just talk. But then I have to like actually like write a script up of what we're doing so you know what to fire, when to fire it. It all comes like sometimes I do this stuff you like real quick out of script. my head. What are you saying? I would have to then. Oh my he, god. He doesn't want to lose control. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't like I, I don't give that's up control it. well. Do I still sound like I'm in a closet there, uh, Ballard? 
I hope not. I'm trying not to sound like I'm in the closet. I'm a little stressed out right now. I hate when shit goes the wrong way. You know, we're just getting picked up by Bubba's network, and you know, we're going to start having replays over there. Oh, I see a phone call. All right, let's see. Here. We've got it. Picking it up. Lindsay, do I have you there? I apologize for all the confusion. Oh, you're fine. Don't worry. No, I'm not here. All right, good. We got you there. Um, real quick introduction. This is a family member of mine, my cousin's wife. Um, you know, she's been around me for a while. She's got a, a decent idea how I am, and and as I promised her, um, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. What what I want to know, Lindsay, and and the main reason I wanted to bring you on is I wanted to hear um, your story. I wanted to hear what you experienced from from your side, because we, you know, what I do and and how I do what I do here with the radio is I I I, I talk a lot about these things, and I've never. I've never had somebody involved, and um, I think it's going to make an impact and a difference to listeners and myself even, maybe. Yeah, of course. No, I completely understand. I mean, you just want me to basically start from the beginning? Well, yeah, you know, just tell us your your events of that day. What happened to you? Like, when you went into work that day and and things started, what was your your feelings? What, What was going through your mind as this was happening? Well, I mean, first of all, I teach special education at the school. So I have a very small classroom of high school students. They're all 9th through 12th grade. And uh, we do various activities throughout the day. But I basically teach them everything, the whole reading, math, science, social studies thing. Um, When we had gotten to school that day, you know, I had planned it, okay, this is going to be a good day, like Valentine's Day. We're going to make some arts and crafts so they can send them home with the parents and everything. So we had been doing that the whole entire day, and there was like a million other things that were going through my mind. I had just started at the school in December. So So I I have a lot of things. Yeah, I'm very new to the school. Um, So I'm just trying to get myself situated and get to know all of the kids, you know. Um, When... It had happened. Now, I have early dismissal with my students. So we go out to the south parking lot, which is the bus loop, which is actually on the opposite end of where the incident occurred. Because we drop off our kids. That's where some of the parents pick the kids up. The other kids just ride the school bus. Okay. So as we're walking, and I have two paraprofessionals with me. This is the whole uh, special education staff. We call it ESC. Um So all of our staff is there. And we're dropping off the kids. And I'm just talking to the parents. And all of a sudden, you hear the fire drill. And it's like, okay. Now, I'm sure you probably heard that we had a fire drill earlier that morning. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I hear the fire drill again. Kids are being kind of hinky today. Yeah, I'm like, there's not a second fire drill going off unless it's a real fire. So, okay, they'll just evacuate the students. So I had been talking to some of the parents, but I had said, you know what, get out of here now before you get, you know, swamped in. Because there were kids that were coming out. Um, the front office is right by that bus loop. So we had some front office staff and some kids that were also in the front office that day evacuating with us because there's a little parking lot right outside that bus loop where staff parks. So they were kind of going out there. Then, you know, all of a sudden, I'm not even realizing it, but... I turn around and I look at the front office staff. There's two double doors right there that lead into the front office. And the staff is coming from the double doors and they're yelling at us to get inside. Now, how far is and, this from the building? Because you weren't in the building, you weren't, 
directly related to the building that the attack happened in. How close is that to the building the attack actually happened in? It is on the opposite end of the school. Okay. So we were nowhere near where it happened. But at that time, you know, my mind's racing. And I'm not sure if it was just the fire drill, because it's very loud. I could not hear any gunshots. And I kept thinking about this the whole entire time. Like, I never heard the gunshots. But I figured, you know, from the adrenaline and from the fire drill that was going off, that, okay, you know, maybe that's why. Yeah. And, you know, they had, I mean, mind you, when we had come back from winter break, now they had, we had a like a code red drill. Now that's what they refer to as in Broward County school systems. It's a code red. It's a threat on campus. And they said they were going to do a drill like this with us eventually. And there was going to be a fire drill pulled because they said that sometimes that these shooters, what they like to do is they like to pull the fire drill because they like to get all the kids out outside and do the most damage there because there's more kids outside than, you know, going into search into classrooms and rather do it that way. Right. Now, Lindy, do so, you know, do you know, Ernest, uh, Ross Persky, Ross Persky, does that make sense? As that- a matter of fact, I just met him today for the first time. Okay. Um, I'm very new to the school, so I don't get to meet all of, you know, the staff members, unfortunately. But I'm, you know, slowly starting to meet everybody after the incidents happened, and I actually just got the pleasure of meeting him today for the first time. Have you heard his interview and what he came out talking about? No, I did not. I've actually been um, trying to stay away from the news. Right. Not that I don't want to hear the other teachers' stories, but it kind of brings up bad memories. Can, so can I, just, I prefer not to hear. Can of I? Course. Can I tell you what he said real fast? I'll even play the audio because I have it here. But we've already played it in the show. Uh, but he came out saying, uh, and this is a Majority Stoneman Douglas High School history teacher Ernest Rospresky told the Associated Press he thought the Valentine's Day massacre was a drill at first and was warned earlier that day that a code red drill would be taking place in which blanks were to be used. So it goes exactly with what you just said, and you didn't know he said that. Now, mind you, I mean, we knew that this was going to happen. Whether it was going to happen on that day, I was not aware. They try not to let any of the staff know because they want it to be as real as possible when it happens because they want you to be, you know, okay, let's go. This is what you need to do. So they had told us all of this beforehand. So I will be honest with you, Sean, the whole entire time, I thought, I mean, for the most part, like, for like a good half an hour, 35 minutes, I thought it was a drill, you know? So, when they started, you know, saying, you need to get inside, I'll be honest, our kids are not that easy to maneuver. We have kids in wheelchairs. We have kids that, you know, have problems with walking. Um, You probably have some autistic or or ADD kids, which the sirens are making them kind of off a little bit and and different situations you're dealing with. We have all different kinds of kids. Most of our kids are on the um, spectrum Mm -hmm. for autism, Mm -hmm. and we also have kids that are intellectually disabled. Now, we have some kids that are in wheelchairs and some kids that have, you know, physical problems where they cannot run. And I, one of them is my student, you know. So the first thing I do is I'm going out into the parking lot where the kids are, and I'm grabbing my one student, and I'm pulling her in with me, dragging her, basically, mm. because 
I mean, at this point, I don't know what's going on, but I'm a little freaked out at this point, and I'm just trying to get all the kids in so that we're safe. Right. So we get into the front office, and right down the way, when you literally go straight ahead from those double doors, is the principal's conference room. So when you go into the principal's conference room, it's like this big, giant, rectangular tables that are set up in a square. And then in the middle, there's just an empty space. So what we tried to do is we got as many of our kids under the table as we could. And then the rest of the kids that couldn't fit under the tables, we pushed them up against the walls. And me and other staff members were sitting in the middle where that space was. And I remember, like, me and the other teacher, you know, again, still thinking that this is a drill, but we're still trying to prepare, is we're trying to push stuff against the door because there's two entrances to that principal's conference room, one where we entered from and another one that's just off to the side. So we had pushed stuff up against one door, just uh, just whatever we could find. So you had one entrance, so yeah, you're good to go then at that point. And we did have a window that was right there. Unfortunately, they did have blinds. However, the blinds would not shut all the way, so the window was left halfway open. And that window pointed so, what direction? Did that window point towards where the uh, where you finally learned the event was happening, or did that window point to a different direction? It pointed to a different direction. Basically, that window point pointed to like right outside the front of the school. So Pine Island Road is right there, and. You can see the neighborhood community that's just across the way on the other side of that street. So, you know, I'm not trying to look out the window because I'm trying to, again, thinking this is a drill, but still trying to be as realistic as possible. Right. You know, not I'm trying to have the kids stay away from Well, you want to take it serious. If, um, you, if you're doing a drill that is supposed to help you understand what to do in this situation, as a grown adult, you want to take that very serious. You want to do what you should be doing in that situation. Right, exactly. So, you know, and they had said that they were going to use cops to come in and make it seem real. So I did see cops starting to pull up up the side of the fence, and I said, okay, this is part of the drill. This is what they said they were going to do. But then I'm hearing more and more sirens, and I'm, I'm can see this, I can see the lights from the sirens, and I'm seeing more of them coming. And I'm thinking to myself at this point, this can't be a drill anymore because they would have stopped after a couple cop cars. It just sounded like more and more and more was coming. So at that point, I'm starting to question, like, what is going on? Okay. And the teachers and I are as well. But we can't tell the students that because um, we just don't want them to freak out in the event that something like that, you know, something real was happening. So I think we were in there for probably about half an hour before our assistant principal, one of our assistant principals, came in into the principal's conference room. He first had knocked on the door, and he had asked us if you, if everybody was okay. And we had said yes. And when he had opened the one entrance, um, when we had opened the one entrance, we saw him, and behind him was cops, SWAT team members so I'm kind of shaking at this point and so he had come you in you saw who? Said, you had saw the shooter? no 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 the assistant principal oh the assistant principal assistant okay principal. I'm sorry I was just yeah I want to make sure I was right with you there because you, you you really got me drawn in and I'm, 
it it sounds it, it had to be you know I haven't even said this Lindsay obviously you're you're part of my family and um, I'm so happy that you're okay and I, I apologize for not even starting out with that I just yeah. realized I didn't even yay <laughs> I, I really didn't even start with that so um, <sighs> you know that was my bad and uh, I apologize but don't worry you're fine so so you see the assistant principal at this point in time you're shaking you're trying to figure out what's going on continue your story and he's telling us hey guys listen, I just want you to know that you are okay and you are safe. We are on a real code red. This is not a drill. And he had said to us, but you are okay. However, we need to keep you guys in here because the police need to check the entire front office area to make sure it's safe. As soon as they clear it, then the police will come and get you guys and they will take you to a safe location. So, okay, at this point, you know, he's like, I will be back. And then he closes the door. And we're all thinking to ourselves, okay, what, what's going on? Right. You know, like, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, this is a real code red. Now, I mean, code red, I mean... It could mean anything. It doesn't not, mean the shooting. It could mean a bunch of different things, I'm sure. It could mean a threat, a threat on campus. It could be a threat in the vicinity. Um, so we're not really sure what's going on. That's when I texted Jim. And for those of you that don't know, Jim is my husband. And I, because he had told us before he had left, he's like, you can text your family, do not call them, but at least text, you know, who you need to tell and tell them you're safe. Right. And, you know, okay, my first thing is I'm texting Jim right away. So I texted him and I had said, I still have the screenshot of that text. And I had said, Jim, I just want you to know I'm okay. There's a code red drill. There's a code red really happening on our campus. I don't know what's going on, but I just want you to know I'm safe. The cops are here. They're going to come get us eventually once they clear. And he, the first thing he said was, like, what is code red? So that's when I told him what a code red is. Right. And at that point, now, mind you, I still have no idea what's going on. He had texted me and said, Lindsay, there's an active shooter on your campus. And at that point, I mean, I'm looking at my phone for, like, five minutes, just looking at the phone, just looking at the the text that messages that actually so you, you, ha- you hadn't looked through the news or anything at this point in time you hadn't you know pulled up facebook or or drudge report or so whatever you use to to look at news and you, you had no alert of what was going on on campus no no i had and i didn't look honestly that wasn't the first thing that came to mind like oh my god let me go check my facebook you know it was it was just true you Sorry, know okay let me just no but i mean in all honesty, I mean, there were so many things that were going through my mind. I thought, the first thing I'm going to do is text my husband. Because if anything, Jim knows what's going on probably more than I do. Right. And he did. And, you know, once he had, he told me, once he had, I had sent him that message, that he immediately looked on the news. And it was on the news already at that point. And that's how he found out. So I'm looking at my phone for like five minutes just looking at that message, and I'm shaking. And at that point, it's like... And, you know, the staff members that are next to me are, like, looking at me because I guess I was, like, really, I don't know. I guess I have the look of fear on my face. And they were like, what's going on? What's going on? And, you know, I mean, I can't I can't tell them at that point. So, and, know, and that five minutes, And that five minutes might have really only been 25 seconds. I mean, honestly, you don't, when you're going through something like that, you don't realize how much time is. You're probably looking at it, go, like, staring at it 
for moments, which to you, uh, deep in size, feels like that kind of time. You know what I mean? No, it really did. I mean, and again, like, even the time that we were in that conference room, it, it felt like hours. But, I mean, it really could have only been, like, probably 45 minutes to an hour. So I had pulled up the staff members close to me that were, you know, right in the vicinity, and I had whispered in their ear what, what Jim had told me. And at that point, I had to put my head down into the floor because at this, I mean, I'm laying down completely on the floor. I had to put my head down and I had to put my arms around my head so nobody would see my face. And I, I started crying mm. and I, I, I couldn't, you know, deal with the fact that this was really happening. And, um, I remember one of my staff members had tapped me and she's like, you got to pull yourself together. And I said, I know, but it's just, it's very, very scary. I, I mean, some of my kids, again, they're special needs and, some of them know that something bad is going on, but they don't know what it is. And some of them are completely unaware of what's going on. And they have no idea. So you're, you're so in a situation that's even the triple time because you, I mean, you're dealing with people around you that you care about that, um, you know, really, they, they don't know what to do. They can't, you know, the average 13 to 18 year old knows to, you know, take cover, to, to, to get out of the way, to, to stay away from windows. And now here you are in a room with, uh, you know, children that, that you've accepted responsibility for, that you care about, that, that, you know, can't figure those things out on their own. Yes. And, again, we had, pe- we had kids in the room that were also not a part of our class. They were actually um, their cadets from the JROTC program. Um, and they were actually practicing in there before the incident had happened. Is that normal? Uh, you know, something. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is normal. So we had one of the JROTC teachers in there with us as well, along with about 10 other kids that were from the JROTC, and also one of the teacher assistants that helps us out with our special needs kids in there as well. Um, mind you, most of our EFT teachers and our paraprofessionals, which are like our teacher assistants, are also in the room with us. Um, and I remember the teacher assistant that helps us out. She was right next to me and she had just started crying hysterically, whether or not she had checked her social media to see if this was really happening or she had gotten texts from her other friends that were, you know, across campus about what was going on. I don't know. But all I could think of was like holding her because she was just crying uncontrollably. And you can just hear more and more cops coming. You can hear the helicopters overhead just everything's going on and you know i'm just trying to hold her and i'm just trying to comfort her and she's so terrified and my other kids again some of them don't know what's going on but some of them do know that something bad's happened and they're kind of freaking out as well as the other teachers that are in the room um are getting very scared so at this point in time Um, so at this point in time we're approximately let's say an hour an hour and 20 minutes into the event would you guesstimate that's about where we're sitting right now i would probably say that yes that's probably about right now so so you're in the room you're in there with your group um uh, you've all gone through these different things when did you see or have your first involvement uh, with somebody outside of the school, with law enforcement or, or somebody along those lines? Well, this is what 
scared me because right before the police had entered, we heard somebody from the front office blood curdle screaming. And at that point, I don't know. We don't know where the threat's coming from. We have no idea at this point. I mean, it could be right there. You just don't know. And when we heard that woman scream, I looked at my teachers, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is it. This is how it's going to be. Right. And I'm just trying to look for something in the class, in the office, that's a sharp object or something, something that I can protect the kids with. That's what my cousin's wife would do. Very good. I like to hear you say that, sweetie, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Uh, my my father always told me the same thing. You can use anything as a weapon, Lindsay. That's what he used to tell me. And, you know, I don't condone violence or anything like that. But when you're in a situation like that, you really just don't know what you're going to do. And all I'm trying to do is make sure that the kids are okay. And that's, that's all that really goes through your mind at that point. Right. And now remember I had talked about that window where the blind was half open. Right, right. Well, a couple, couple minutes after that, you see SWAT team members pointing their giant assault rifles at the window. And all I can yell to the kids is like, get down, get completely down, because some of them had like kind of sat up and were like kind of peeking out the window, and I'm just yelling at them, get down, completely lay on the ground, because you don't know. I mean, they're out there, and you think you're safe, but you just don't really know at this point, so you're hoping for the best. And again, I want to make sure we understand this is approximately about an hour after this whole event began, at least an hour at the minimum, right? Right, right. Okay. So I just want to make sure, because I have some questions that are going to relate to some things here. That's why I want to make sure I'm clear with what, what you're discussing right now in the time frame. Yeah, of course. So about an hour, like you said, hour and 20 minutes later, all of a sudden, you we see the door handle is moving. You know, somebody's trying to jiggle the door handle and freaks us out again because we don't know until after they shouted police. So again, we have two entrances. They came in through the side entrance, not the entrance where we had came into when we first got, you know, we ran into, right? but the side entrance. Which would be coming from the back, which would be about where the shooting began in that area, in that direction. Am I correct in that thought? In that, in that direction, yeah. Okay. So, all, you know, the police, you know, they open the door and they say, police, come out with your hands up. And me and all of my other teachers, we yelled out, please do not shoot. We have special needs kids in the room. Because, I mean, I'm sure you're aware that... Cops are trigger happy, yes. Not too long, Sorry. Not, 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 not too long ago, there was a adult in Miami that was trying to protect a kid that had autism mm-hmm. in the street and mm-hmm. he ended up getting shot for that I and I'm not I, you know there's I mean I'm not going to let my kids you know get hurt for any you know any reason so I just wanted to let the cops know because again just because you say come out with your hands up does not necessarily mean that those kids know exactly what you're talking about and they're not going to react the same way that you or I would react if we heard that. That is true. Very true. Go ahead. So, you're doing great so far. Um, at that point, that's when we be- we got evacuated out of the building. What ended up happening is they took us out. So from the entrance that we had ran into, they took us back out that way. 
we made a left and we went out to right outside of where the front office is. So again, if you're looking that in that direction, there's Pine Island Road, so that's right at the front of the school. And you're looking across Pine Island and you're seeing the neighborhood community. Now at this point, I'm looking and I'm seeing the Broward County Sheriff's Office cars. I'm seeing Bomb Squad. I'm seeing the hostage van. I'm seeing Coral Springs Police Department. I'm seeing Davie Police Department. Mind you, these are all cities that are not in the same area as Parkland. These are about 30 or 45 minutes out. However, because of the situation, they had said all hands on deck, and you're just seeing all these different ones. I'm seeing, you know, about like four or five helicopters in the sky from BSO, from news and media, and um, we're just trying to get the kids, they had told us, you know, against the wall, and they did not want us to leave on the school grounds until they knew exactly where the shooter was, because at that time, they still didn't know where he was. Okay, I did, so, I thought they had had him by that point in time, but maybe not because you know, allegedly they got him a couple blocks down the road, which kind of bothers me and my on my own in this situation. But go ahead with your listen, story. It bothers me. I mean, it really does. And, and you know, when again you're trying, I'm not trying to ask any questions. I'm just happy that my kids are safe. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if this guy wants to come over and you know. Dinner is ready. Okay. All right. All right. Your son needs you. <laughs> okay. All right. Real life is happening. Yeah, real life is happening. <laughs> yeah, real life is happening. All right. I would like to finish my story later, but unfortunately, mom duties call. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Lindsay. Listen, listen, we're very happy you're safe. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, deal with what you got to deal with. We got some more to talk about. Maybe we can do it uh, not necessarily live like this, and we can sit down uh, and, and have a conversation. And, and I can I got some questions for you, and I'd like to know some things you've seen. But I appreciate you taking the time, dear. Go take care of your family. I'm happy you're there to be with your family, uh, and I'm happy you've joined our family. So, um, you know, just I'm glad you're there. Love you. Thank you. Love you guys too. We'll talk to you soon, Lynn. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See what happens when family, you know, in life and grabs you. You just got to do what you got to do. Um, that was that was very, very interesting to hear from that side. You know, again, we sit here talking our conspiracies and, and talking about, you know, what we think happens. And um, I think she's got questions in her mind. I didn't get to get to those to those questions that I have for her. Yeah, there's so well, much that it's just hard to even pinpoint down what you really want to get to in that whole thing. It's just awful. The whole I, I'm awful. glad. I'm glad that you got to do this story without really interruption. And um, it reminds me of my September 11th story. Like I remember, I don't remember what I had breakfast this morning, but. I, up in 17 till the time I got home. Like, I distinctly remember walking across 2nd Avenue, and, you know, cops are flying down 2nd Avenue. I was like, oh, something must have happened downtown. So the, the thing that, I'm, that I wanted to uh, talk to her about or, or, or like, sympathize with her, it's like most people, when they, they're in fear for their life, is usually for a couple seconds. You, you, you step on the brakes in your car. You know, oh shit! I almost had an accident, right? Or you fall down and you're like, oh shit! Something bad might happen. Just an hour you, at least. Yeah. 
because I went through the exact same thing with with you know on September 11th when I was playing Escape from New York. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was I was afraid. Nobody knew what the hell was going on, and you just don't know what's going on. And it was probably more intense for her because it was an active shooter on ground where I just didn't know if the bomb was going to go off where I was walking. You know, um, so it it's a it's a it's a shitty thing to be afraid for that long. You know, and I and I I'm assuming that's why we remember these details so well because it was just it's just ingrained in our yeah, heads. Yeah, she had great you know? details. Everything she said, she was yeah. very poignant on it. I mean, you can tell that you know that this is that that's in there in her head. Not there is so much more to talk about with her. And right, the, the, she'll never forget that. And just you know, when you if you have her on again, if you're going to do a, a secret, just let her tell her story. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, you know what, Steve. The fact that when I asked her about if she didn't notice, I didn't say what the teacher said, but I asked her about that guy. And she's like, yeah, I just met him today. And she's like, I haven't been paying much attention to the news. And I'm like, well, he said exactly what you said. Right. You know, all right. Code red. Right. So let's let's, let's just be like really serious here for a second and not conspiratorial. And I would think that a solution to some of this uh, procedure is never let, never tell somebody you're doing a code red you know, test uh, and say, we're just going to spring it on you because you, you could see most of these teachers just thought it was, you know, a code red test, you know, and, and, you know, you can't do that. You cannot do that because you just can't do that. That's fucking bullshit. Excuse my language, but that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You got to let them know. You got to, you got you to gotta let them know, you know, so that they could tell the difference between real and fake. Honey, what do you have? Any thoughts on the conversation we just had? Uh, it just sucks that she had to go through that, and, you know, I, I hate to see the backlash on the people that actually went through this. I mean, this was a real thing that happened. Um, the questions that come up and the plot holes and everything, yeah, that's that's warranted, too. But don't attack people that that went through a, an experience like this. I mean, it's it's a traumatic, horrible thing that happened. And maybe we can ease off on that because there's too much of that going on. I mean, we need to build up some sort of sensitivity here a little bit. I agree with that. I, I mean, think. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think we can learn a lot from what's been happening and what is happening and what, unfortunately, is going to continue to happen. You know, she got into the whole thing in her own comments about how uh, she was looking for a weapon. And one of my questions I, I had for her, and if she's listening or if she listens down the road... Um, is, you know, hey, um, what do you think of arming teachers? What do you think of the Sentinel program? Is she somebody yeah, who would want more, to be armed? There's a lot more that could be addressed at another time for sure. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I, w- I would like to hear from the horse's mouth, you know, because we could all talk about what I, what, what I would do and, you know, what, you know, because Sean, me and you, if we were there and, you know, we would go in. You know, oh, shit. I would go in unarmed. You know, uh, just because that's. I think that's what I would do. I think that's what I would do. Because um, I just I I involve myself in shit like that. Well, and that's the, the and that goes back to you know law enforcement being told not to enter enter school Another grounds question because I had they for... don't have body cams and and what kind of toll did that take on on human lives and and maybe that's protocol. You know, well, not here in pol- protocol. I don't know what to say to that. I'd have to look more into that. But that sucks, man. Just as a as a person, 
you know, if I were standing out there as a woman, as a mother, if I were standing out there and somebody said, don't go in there, you don't have a body cam, you know, people are being shot, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, I'm running in. So, you, <laughs> you, know? you know what? Like, if, this was, if this was a private um, police department, meaning if it was the Coral Springs Police Department that sat outside and didn't react, you know, I could probably look at that and and go, okay, you know, I could see that. But the fact that it was sheriff's officers, that's what bothers me the most. When Coral Springs police officers arrived at Major Ann Stone Men Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida on February 14th, in the midst of the school shooting crisis, many officers were surprised to find not only the Broward County Sheriff's Deputy Scott Peterson, the armed school resource officer, had not entered the building, but three other Broward County Sheriff's deputies were also outside the school and had not entered. This is four minutes into the event. This is a problem. Your job, you know, this is another topic I wanted to get on to tonight. we got maybe seven minutes to deal with this one. Um, I've had people defending these cops, defending the ones that refused to go in, going, well, you don't know what you would do. You don't know this. You don't know that. Well, you know what? I don't know. You're right. I'd like to believe I'm military. I'd like to believe I would charge in and do what's right. But this is... They, these cops had one job that day, one job that day. That was to go in and save as many children as they could, even if it meant losing their life. That is their job. They're, they're not supposed to go try to get themselves killed, but if they have to die in order to save lives, that's what they've signed up for. And and people... Well, do we, do we know that the, they had a stand-down order or don't go in until the body camera? Because has that been yeah, proven? That just, or is that Yeah, just, that was a yeah. CNN story or an MSNBC story. It was like right. right out of the horse's mouth. Yeah. It was on audio, on film, on everything that they were given that order wow. to not go in because they were not equipped with body cameras and because they could be held liable for the shooting themselves. But but they'll they'll pull over a black what? guy. They'll pull over an unarmed black guy that had a taillight out and shoot him in a matter of 30 seconds if uh, he moves wrong. You know? See, and they're, they're, wow. what they're doing is this is circling back into, you know, po- this whole police brutality movement where you know we're trying to blame us now for it with body can't yeah they're trying to retaliate back in a way they're using this situation to do that and that you know you want people that you want your law enforcement to be cammed up and and big events like this well they weren't so we're not going in which is the worst protect ourselves legally now which is the worst excuse first of all every every elementary look at mikey school go walk down a hallway at mikey school there is a camera every five feet in mikey school this is a small little area right parkland you know that school's parkland's a rich very rich area very affluent area the the i mean i have family that lives right in that area trust me i know the area uh and we are in a kind of affluent area here our school is cameraed up left and right the school rooms have them the hallways have them the office has them so guess what there's cameras where where's the video? Where's any yeah. video? They didn't need body cams. There's plenty well, of surveillance uh, uh, on the school campus. All right. So I have I have I now have a solution to this to this problem. It, it's got to be private security, private armed security on 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 school campuses. Yes. Yes. Why not? Why wouldn't there be? Why wasn't this being done years, years, years? Why ago? wouldn't you do the Sentinel program and hi- and you know hire people that are qualified to be able to carry? 
look for people within your district that are qualified and mentally stable enough and, can, and are willing to take the training. You're going to have co- air marshals and airport security up the yin-yang, but you're not going to protect children? For fuck's sake, are you serious? Well, it's a sin that we've Come gotten on. to this point, though, honey. I mean, honestly... It is a sin. It's terrible that this is we have this a is the life that we're living now. But this is the life that we're living, so we need to uh, check reality and move with the times. My eighth so that's grade, part of it. My eighth grade year in, in elementary school, my my final year in because where I went to school is a little different than the normal areas. Eighth grade, we were coming out of elementary school, getting ready to go into into freshman year of high school, and, and uh, before I graduated eighth grade. Um, a kid in, in my high school that I went to eventually got really upset and was bullied and, and made fun of. And he built a bomb, put it in the kid's locker that was making fun of him. Now, luckily, the kid didn't die, but this shit's been going on. Yeah. Right. So, 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 the, so these same sixteen-year-olds that want to want to take my gun away are also the same sixteen-year-olds that are fucking uh, that are. Um, bullying people and causing these types of things 16 year olds are gonna do that though dave i mean listen kids are dicks right kids are mean to each other right down to real real young i mean that's just it's part of their mentality it's part of them it's part of the learning curve okay and anybody and everybody can tell you stories about when they were in school and they got bullied or they got picked on or maybe they were the bully and they were picking on other people and they feel like shit about it maybe hey that's been going on for so long let's ask but we're addressing adults that are you know feeling threatened or you know having issues but we're not addressing children that are feeling threatened or having issues when that's been going on forever i have a security what system the fuck? i have a security system here at the property of where i work uh a, a you know ccd or cctv system to watch what's going on on the property it is always live when i pull it up on my phone it's live why was there a 26-minute delay on the taping of the surveillance footage that allegedly Fuck hasn't been knows. released yet Who over knows? at the school? Why Why are the cops roll up and they're looking at, at footage that's 26 minutes behind when they get there? That doesn't make sense. All these little things that have happened with this event, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, final yeah. words, Dave, final words. We won't have you next week. Um, you're going to be drinking heavily in the bar somewhere, I believe. <laughs> We have no, Patrick Fowler no, well, doing. I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> anyway, I just I just want to say something about the Broward Sheriff. He was on CNN the other day, and when asked if the if things have happened differently, could he have done anything differently? And the sheriff responds, "If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. This guy's got to go. Wow. If he if, seriously, if he's got if he's the one that that said don't go in because we don't have body cameras." That motherfucker's got to go. And let's think of this. I saw that as an opportunity to make light of the situation. And let's think of this. Let's think of this. It's a Muslim named Israel. Wow. That doesn't make sense either, does it? Stop (laughs) it. Stop. That's stupid. Fortoed, you have a great week next week, honey. Last words. That's it, you guys. Thank you You for listening and appreciate it. And see you next week. And, Lindsay, I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, next week, we have Patrick Welsh from the uh, the Rob Gargiula Show on the Bubble Army. He'll be joining us in studio. Uh, that should be interesting. We have first in-studio guest. I'm really excited to have that happen. Fortoed will be home soon here or, or back to the States here soon. <laughs> and uh, hopefully he'll be joining us in studio a lot more often, make for a cleaner, nicer show. 
Um, we'll keep fighting to, to try to bring the information. Hopefully next week uh, we can get off this shooter thing, or or maybe we can't. Maybe this is not going to go away. This one seems to be the one. You know, we we see all these false flags happen all the time. Where each time it seems more and more people are paying attention, more and more stupid things are being done by the people orchestrating these false flags. Who knows? I don't have the answers. All I know is I'll be here and I'll try my damnedest to 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 bring you guys something that makes some kind of sense. Something that I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, tell your kids you love them every day. Don't ever not. And you know what? Homeschool if you can. Make it happen. I haven't, I haven't spoken. I haven't spoken to my son in two weeks. Tell tell him you love him. Just text him. I love you. Just say I love you, son. I love you so much. Every son I'm needs not allowed, to do that. I'm not, I'm not allowed to you talk are, to him. You're allowed to do that. Every once. In a while. No, his 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 girlfriend. Uh, you know, because they back they're back together. Yeah. You can uh, send him a message saying that you love no, him. No, no, fuck him. It's okay. You know, he, every no, t- every time he goes him. back with her. Tell right. him you love him. Bye, Dave. Every, every, no, seriously, every time he gets back with her, he, oh, he cuts me out of his life. And then he breaks up with her and his dad, I need your help. Then, you know, gets back with her and cuts me out. I'm like, fuck him. I'll wait till I get back to Florida. I can't even. I can't even either. Dave, we love you, brother. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace Bye. out, my friend. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the First 52. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, and hopefully we'll have something else to discuss because I don't want this to take up the time all the time. Peace no. out, guys. Peace love you. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced. To love or to hate, I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused, just trying to get through. This world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste, fuck this bad race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone 
With odds stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said give me what's left An old man once told me Allie don't have a love back Keep your eyes on that prize And give them hell to your death This is a test Just a frequency check For intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent So now we just wait And hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole Unguided through the beautiful asylum with the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the Actually, the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. Radio Live. Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bomb diggity.